Jesus said, Peace be with you. In the name of Jesus. Alleluia, Jesus Christ is risen. The world talks a lot about peace, but the truth is, humanity isn't addicted to peace. While there is this constant desire and craving for peace, it's never found. In fact, the world is actually addicted to fear. It's been this way ever since the garden when Adam said to Jesus, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, so I hid myself. Fear is everywhere. There's, of course, the TV news cycle. There's also the headlines of newspapers, magazines, and even tabloids. There's always something to be afraid of. In fact, it's the scary headlines on the news websites that are the ones that get clicks. The scarier the headline, the more clicks you get, and so more revenue. And so it's computer algorithms and even AI give people what they're seeking, fear. And we all know there's no peace. Because let's say something uh, that's in the headlines gets resolved, or let's say uh, the really scary prediction doesn't come true, well then there's always the next bigger, scarier thing around the corner that your TV, your phone, your friends, your Facebook or whatever social media outlet you might be using, they are all telling you what to be afraid of next. And like the disciples, we think there's good reason to hunker down. The doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. They had good reason. They'd killed Jesus. They'd be next. In the same way, the world is terrified, anxious, fearful. Afraid of war, afraid of weather, afraid of wealth, money, of whatever's going to happen next. But this isn't just the way of fear. It's the way of unbelief. It's not just the world, though, is it? Don't these same fears, anxieties stir in your heart, too? This is the stirring and churning of unbelief. That God isn't God. The doubt if he even exists, and even if he does, the dread that he won't actually take care of you. It's the fear and unbelief that Jesus' tomb is not empty. The unbelief that the dead stay dead, that death is the end, that death and nothingness is the only thing that's actually true and worth believing. Unbelief churns up fear and anxiety or worry and anger at what's happening in the world or what's gone on in your own life. And the unbelief keeps on churning, too. It's also seen in the remedies 
we try to use to relieve our anxieties within and our fears from without. We seek peace and pursue it, but in all the wrong places. Mindlessly doom-scrolling on our phones, watching our sports, reading our books, watching our TV shows or movies or YouTube or even drinking. These things often no longer gifts, but fake remedies. These often consume more of us than we of them. And this gives, in the end, more unrest and not the peace we're after. But Jesus says today, peace be with you. In Matthew 11, he also says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble of heart, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so what do we have here in these statements of Jesus? To put down your false sources of peace uh, for your sake and for your neighbor's sake? And then take the offer of Jesus' peace? Sure, I guess. Do that. It's for your good. But there's more from Jesus than just that. Because this isn't just a hope from Jesus or an offer or some principle you've got to realize for yourself and apply to your own life. When Jesus says, peace be with you, he means peace is yours. As he says in John chapter 14, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He says this, you see, because Jesus' peace isn't just out there somewhere for you to find. And hope you do find it and then make it your own. No, it's that Jesus delivers it. And that's what Jesus is doing today. Not just in our text in John 20. It's what he's doing today. Right now. Today, like in John 20, the risen and scarred Jesus comes to deliver peace. And this is good news, great news, that the risen and scarred Jesus comes to deliver peace. The peace comes from Jesus because he was wounded, because he's scarred. The disciples didn't just rejoice after Jesus said, peace is yours. They rejoiced in that peace after he showed them his showed them his scars. As John says, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus' wounds tell you that you have peace with God. 
You don't have to worry about your sins, your fears, your dread that God won't take care of you, or even your fake remedies. He forgives all your sins because of Jesus' wounds. As we heard in Isaiah 53 on Good Friday, by his wounds, Jesus' wounds, we are healed. That is, we are forgiven. As the psalmist says, he forgives all our iniquities, heals all our diseases, not just of body, but of soul. But there's also peace for your daily life, too. Because Jesus' wounds aren't wounds anymore. They're scars. He's been raised from the dead. The disciples saw him. We have seen the Lord. And Christ being raised means that we have peace, daily living our lives in the assurance of a holy and certain hope. You really can set aside your false remedies because Jesus lives. And because Jesus lives, you will live also. And so neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come can separate you from God's love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. But as Jesus says later in Ezekiel, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting, everlasting covenant with them. It's a, an everlasting covenant of peace because Jesus' scars remain. He is forever, as Revelation tells us, the lamb who looks like he's been slain. It's an eternal peace because Jesus is risen and scarred. Jesus is risen and scarred, and he's not done. Salvation is, of course, finished, but not done, because the risen and scarred Jesus comes to deliver peace. It's what he did in the locked upper room. He showed it to them, hands inside. He spoke it to them three times. Peace is yours. Jesus still delivers his peace. And like any good delivery man, he delivers it in boxes, voice boxes. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And so Jesus sends forth his pastors, his chosen men, to deliver his peace, the forgiveness of sins. And there is a great need for pastors these days. Always has been. The harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, says Jesus. And so even some of you men, high school age, 
college age just beyond, or even farther still. Doesn't matter. Peter was an old man compared to John, who was quite young. Yet they both became apostles. And as the Lord made those fishermen, fishers of men, so also farmers can become harvesters of men. Jesus' word of peace, his forgiveness, comes through the voice boxes of the preachers. He who hears you hears me, Jesus promises in Luke, Luke chapter 10. And his peace comes to the fearful, the doubting, the unbelieving. Don't be unbelieving, but believing. Jesus' word did what it said. It made Thomas a believer, my Lord and my God. Jesus' word of peace, his forgiveness, flows out from his wounds, his scars. Out of his side flowed blood and water. And so, at the communion of his body and blood, and in baptism which unites us to his death and resurrection, his peace is delivered. His forgiveness is delivered through the voice box and hands of his minister. And this, the testimony of the Spirit, the water, and the blood, is the testimony that God has given concerning his Son, as we heard in 1 John 5. And there is still more peace to come. Jesus will call out on the last day, as is prophesied in Ezekiel's vision today, I will raise you from your graves. A locked door didn't stop Jesus, and neither will your grave vault and your locked casket. He will resurrect you so that you will dwell with him in his everlasting peace. The risen and scarred Jesus comes to deliver peace and will do so even on the last day. Then you will know that I am the Lord, he says, and you will praise him, my Lord and my God, forever. Alleluia, Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen in, me. Alleluia. in the name of Jesus.